Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And my name's Josh. And this is Stay On Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay On Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. To my right. Welcome home. <laughs> Josh Fulton, our third co-host. Hey. Son has returned. I mean, I was I was here two weeks ago, but yeah, yeah. that's right, that's right. For episode <laughs> for, for episode three hundred, it's only episode three hundred three right now. So you yeah. know, so it was three weeks so, ago. So three weeks ago. Three. Mm. Oh, oh, what? What? Mm. What? What episode is this? Three hundred three. I don't remember two episodes since. Oh man! All right, cool. <laughs> one uh, of them was mainly uh, news. Well, related. you were sick for one week, so that week just kind of. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. It, like you, tr- you try to block it out. I tried to <laughs> yeah, blocked out the whole week. I just want to. I just want to say something real quick. Uh, I know that when I'm on the show, you guys have me in the intro. I just want to put out there that was recorded on a whim, and it is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever done in my life. Why? What is it? All you it's say like, is my name is Josh. No, but it's like I'm I'm a freaking Power Ranger. Like, now I'm Josh. Yeah. Well, that's like, what we sound like too, you know. <laughs> I need to hear this. I don't, I don't think I've even heard. This. Oh, you totally. Just you, now you've totally heard it. No, I, 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 uh, I'll put it. I, I forgot to import that one in, so I need to get the other. It's intro so in. bad because it's so antithetical to who I actually am. <laughs> like when people talk to me, like when people talk to you guys, you're yeah. like, oh, I'm Chris. Oh, I'm John. Like you guys are very energetic <laughs> and outgoing, and I'm just like, oh, I'm Josh. What's up? So yeah. I feel like we, uh, we should. Oh, oh no! It should be like, like just, I'm Chris and I'm John now. and I'm Josh. <laughs> yeah, see, like no, you got to match our hype level. <laughs> Enter the That's librarian. what I tried to do, but then when I listened to it back, it was like I was Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, nah, <laughs> you're too slow. <laughs> see, that's the thing is like you know <laughs> whenever <laughs> whenever they were Way filming cool. the original Star Wars, he would tell them the, the the main direction that George Lucas would give the cast was yeah. faster and more intense. What? Yeah. No. And yes. so uh, it's. True. 100 percent true, <laughs> and uh, and that was like literally like they, they joke around like that was all he said to faster them. For, like, and faster and more intense. Faster and more intense. Faster and more intense. Because every movie is this every yeah. single time. And so yeah. like I feel like that's like that's the direction. You know that was the direction was faster and more intense. Never go against the family <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he was trying to do something. You know, and it's like you, whenever whenever you write the most like ridiculous man. dialogue, <laughs> that, like some of that is, it's like, oh, you know, faster, more tense. Like if you blow past it, like nobody will think twice about it. You know, <laughs> just sneak it all right past it. Nobody them. will think about how he was uh, probably hearing them say his lines out loud. And he's like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> he's like, he's faster. like, maybe if they said it faster, more intense. Maybe we should get get this day over. Faster, more intense. Faster, more intense. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I don't know how I didn't know that trivia, but uh, it's blowing my mind. It was right one now. of the weeks that you weren't here, and I honestly was that was when I recorded it. It's been used a couple times since then. But yeah, yeah. every episode you're on since that yeah. time, like uh, I honestly didn't know. think it was like a joke. I was like, oh, we should we should replace my name with Chris's since he's not here. I mean, and then you, know, you had me record one, and I was like, oh, he's if I had probably not going to use that it on episode 300, we should have had every single person. Oh, that would amazing. Do do a like a thing and just have like a four minute long intro of just <laughs> you know the more guests you have, the longer it takes to get like, it. Like in living color intro or something. Like, why yeah. is no one listening to the rest of the? episode they'll fall off the that's first, right it's uh, like, like everybody uh, everybody clicks clicks skips the first minute and a half of this thing why <laughs> just them saying their names so this week we are <laughs> reviewing alita battle angel yes we are um 
It was that. There was, that was very the like dramatic music. It was like more like a show tune. When I mean, you it was like, yeah, like a, like, oh, here, here, here comes a jazz hands, you know? Uh, but first, what have you been up to this week? You just got done telling us a lot about Destiny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, other than you trying to convince <laughs> Which I actually haven't played it all this week. Convince oh, okay. Chris and I, or more more, more this, Chris than me, but like you're trying to convince Chris to get back into Destiny. Hard thing, the, Both the, of you guys would get into it if you played it. The story is so good. Yeah. Yes. Okay? It just takes a lot to get to that story. You know? Well, <laughs> Personally. I, the what? Forsaken campaign, in my opinion, is one of the coolest things. I love it. I think it's great. And the new enemy type is amazing. Can I hop back? I mean, this is, this is my problem. This is my one problem. Then we, we can move on because we've talked about it uh, off air for a while. We won't rehash all that. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I'm afraid that in order to experience everything, I'm going to have to lose my entire life to destiny again. Well, you know, Chris, you don't have to go 100% <laughs> on it. You can just you can play it as much as you want. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not. I don't go as like ham on it as someone like Aaron Wright does. Yeah. Like he will consume it so fast and then he just won't touch it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause he'll just like, just, just all at once. Yeah. I tend to more, you know, nurse it a little bit and just kind of, you know, sip, yeah. sip. But if the, you don't, you shouldn't drink. do it too long though, because like then we get into a situation where, you know, people will bet you money that <laughs> like you're not going to finish a thing before a certain time. Well, I don't you know, know uh, what you're talking about there. <laughs> Um, which speaking of, like, uh, we were just joking, I, but no I think it totally right is like, you're trying to get that 20 bucks, uh, oh, yeah. from Chris, like oh, with yeah. that bet bit by uh, trying to convince him to get into a different game other than Red Dead Redemption. So now that you're on the show, let's enter the phase of the show. That is Chris, how you doing on Red Dead Redemption? Oh, I, I haven't, I haven't played any more in Red Dead Redemption at all. <laughs> it's a new segment. You know? I thought about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was thinking about last night. Were you thinking was, about playing it or were you thinking about the story? No, I was thinking about like, playing it. I was on the, uh, I was on the floor of my mm. garage doing uh, crunches for my workout at the time, and I was like, you know what? Be, you know Red what would be better than this? Playing Red Dead Redemption. You know what though? Like it, it does. You know, Arthur Morgan. He, I, I have yet to get him at a non-underweight. Like I've, oh, really? I've been just eating left and right, man. No, I was, I, I was, I anyway. was good for a while. I, uh, I, every time I go into that menu, I'm always just like, why? Why is he underweight? Well, I've been you, eating you need, everywhere. You need to keep him eating because uh, he, he loses his stamina I know. faster. I know. It's bad. I don't know what happens if you're overweight. Uh, so yeah, you move, you uh, you lose your your like so your stamina goes up, but your health goes down if you're underweight. Oh, oh, if you're underweight, yeah, okay. yeah. And if you're overweight, your health is up. Like you, oh, you know, I can take more bullets. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, absorbing with my fat. <laughs> hashtag video games, but you know, but it can't run as fast. And so like I've just constantly been like I'm just running really fast, but I'm terrible health. So, mm. but I keep eating the stew. Like I keep eating uh, what's his name, <laughs> Pearson stew. You gotta, you gotta do more than that. You gotta buy like ten cans of beans. Yeah, and just. Gulp, I mean, I have so much ground. money at this point. Like, I, I, every place that I'm like, I can buy food. I do buy food. You know, I'm just like, oh, yeah. sweet, I'm in the bar. Let me oh yeah, some yeah. Food. Anytime I went to the the bar, like, or went to a hotel or anything, I would like get the the soup. Like the, the deluxe clean, package the chowder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the uh, what I'm working against. Here's is what I'm, I want to know. Sorry. I'm in such a malnourished state, probably yeah. going into it whenever I realized and started trying to fix the problem uh, that, yeah. that Arthur Morgan had with not eating anything. That I uh, that like at this point, like it's going to take me a long time to kind of like get out of that cycle. Yeah. Here's the thing that I think is interesting, and it just kind of depends on what kind of mood I'm in. 
uh, whenever I go in to uh, take a bath, whether or not I have someone come bathe me or not. <laughs> that is the most awkward. <laughs> I'm talking about Red Dead. I know. <laughs> but in Red Dead, I'm saying it's super awkward. Uh, well, I yeah. mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, it is. There's a dude, but there's a lot like. But sometimes it, I just want some conversation. There's a lot of things than, in Red Dead that are like something other than killing. I will say though, there are not enough places to actually like bathe yourself because I'll, I'll be running around in the woods out somewhere and like it'd be so muddy and I'm like I don't want to look at like a you muddy, can just you like, can I just, pick this outfit. You can just run through a stream. I mean, that's true. But it does the same thing, man. Sort of. Anyway, but like, there's just not enough places to be like, oh, just then we'll hit it refresh and like, it's like in, feel it, better. It's like whenever I uh, I, I had the the epiphany in um, whenever you told me about it actually in um, Forza Horizon, where like you can just turn off the like cosmetic damage on your car and your car looks great. Yeah, because like I was just be trouncing around. I'm like, I'm just looking at like just a big hunk of metal that's like misshapen and like there's no bumper on this thing anymore. Like, yeah. and it's like I don't want to look at like, and so I just turned off cosmetic damage. I was like, oh, sweet, I can look at a beautiful car all the time. I don't have to like. Yeah, you, know, you spend ten hours on that paint job and the <laughs> custom decal, and then it looks like yeah, jalopy yeah. running down the side of a mountain. You gotta like load into a race before it will like reset, and it's like, oh, it takes time anyway. So, yeah. yeah, I wish that Arthur Morgan had a cos- turn off cosmetic damage. <laughs> Here's the crazy thing about Forza Horizon. I have never seen so many spoilers fall off of cars <laughs> just for going over bumps in the road. Like, I will literally just be driving around and it's like one pothole and boom, there goes the spoiler. <laughs> I mean, don't you know, like, those things are barely on there. Barely. cars driving around. They're just stuck on there with gum, you know? Spoilers falling off left and right. <laughs> just chewing gum on there with it. Chewing gum and platinum. Uh, uh, so what tape. have you been up to? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Okay. Uh, this week I finished a basic, my first full graphic novel. Oh. What'd you? It's what'd called you Mouse. Mouse? Mouse. You've you ever heard, heard of it? I've heard of, I've heard of this. That. I mean, I've read, like, Batman. Yeah. But, but not like... Graphic that's a graphic novel. No, but I mean, like a, like a book. Like a, oh, like it was big. Book. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've, I've read, like, Hush. Okay, yeah. Which that's is a graphic novel. probably graphic novel. about the same length. But yeah. this is like... It was like a... It, was, it looked like a normal Hard, book. Hardback? Yeah. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> I, th- I think you're literally just saying, like, I, I, I read a book, now listen, you know? He, he had an accomplishment. Okay, okay, okay. You're right, right. Something that was... It was a very literary experience. I it like was it. not like, like oh, I'm getting into superheroes and punching people. Yeah, like, yeah. But this you're is... saying like that. You're saying that as if that like can't be like. I get what he's saying though. I get what he's saying. <laughs> so what I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that uh, so Mouse is a uh, graphic novel written by Art Spiegelman about his experience talking with his father and learning what his father went through uh, as a um, uh, World War II Jewish captive in Auschwitz. Hmm. And so... Uh, yeah, this is different than Batman. Yes. yes. This is, this is uh, definitely... <clears throat> this like, is a very... I, I understand what you're a, saying now. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit more uh, heavy subject matter. Yes. Uh, it's a very drab, uh, very kind of like... Straight to the point, no no uh, cutting corners or fluffing anything up. We're talking about real stuff here. Mm. Um, and so what they what he does though is that he depicts uh, each race or nationality as a different type of animal. Interesting. 
which also kind of like fits their um, personality or or their their place in society. Mm. So like all the all the Jews are depicted as mice. Mm-hmm. So as they're being imprisoned, they're you know they're these they kind of feel like these helpless creatures that they you know they've been captured and they're just kind of like they can't do anything to to save themselves. And then the Germans are all depicted as cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't really know what this one means, but like Polish people are depicted as pigs and. Uh, and then there was like, I think, I think there might've been like ducks or something for some race or something, but Mm. then, uh, Americans are depicted as dogs. Mm. Um, and so like you have all these different races and so that's because it's like just ink drawing, black and white ink drawing. It helps you kind of know what each, yeah, who's who, um, it's very it's very interesting because it's it's literally just the dad telling the story and then uh, it kind of goes in and out of him narrating and then but then also just like actually seeing it play out. So is it, this is this is this is a graphic novel depiction of his father's story. That's what you're saying. It's it's very meta because it's it's um, <clears throat> it's a depiction of the author interviewing his oh. father oh. who is telling the story as the as the son is is drawing the comic okay so like there's moments later on in the comic where he will be writing what happened two chapters ago interesting uh so it's very like yeah it's there's a lot of levels I'm to it i read this it's, it's amazing this is pushing all my all my buttons all my history buttons it's really crazy cuz the the father is very kind of like matter of fact about it mm mm-hmm. And he's just like, so yeah, you know, we went to the camp and I met this guy, uh, his name was Herbert. And, um, and then the next day, uh, some people came in and took him and I never saw him again. He probably Mm. gassed and you're just like, oh, okay. And that's like one panel of a page, Mm. you know, it's like introduction to new character and he's dead. (laughs) You're just like, okay, cool. Sound like, I mean that, that kind of vibe is, is a lot, reminds me of, um, the uh, the game that we played uh, the World War One game mm, uh, yeah Valiant Hearts yeah, yeah. that is kind of like it's almost like this is it's it's funny like because we we look at, at at things like that from like our vantage point and like but that's normal in that world in that yeah. version yeah. of of time and history yeah like it's it, it's strange like the horrors that became normalized and nor- were normal to people mm-hmm. living in, in those times. Well, it's funny. Like, I mean, it's like the only way, that's the only way to process them. Otherwise, you know, like how do you even make it out sane? Yeah. And that's part of the story too, is like, I mean, this isn't a really a spoiler cause it's, it's kind of in the opening, but like the mom, uh, the mom had committed suicide because she couldn't handle the, the mm. trauma that she had gone through because both of them were survivors mm. and she couldn't handle all the stuff that they went through. Mm-hmm. She ends up killing herself. And it's just like, there's, it's a very, I know this is like super heavy subject for this podcast, <laughs> but like it's a very, I mean, it's, it's incredible because it's, it's a, it's a firsthand account of somebody who was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can actually buy like a box set thing that comes with uh clips of the recordings wow wow because the son would tape record the the conversations um 
And so you can actually hear, like, and it's word for word oh my like what he puts I'm down gonna, in the comic book. I'm going to have to read this and listen to yeah. this. One of my favorite books, and then we'll move on from this, but one of my favorite books is, um, I, I believe it's just called The Oral History of World War II. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, interviews, you know, from people who, um, yeah, some of them were uh, prison camp survivors. Others were, you know, in the war. And mm -hmm. it's interesting. I think that that's, the, that's part of history that... Um, oftentimes gets lost whenever it's like the people just people telling their story straight up straight yeah. their story mm -hmm. no like editing like this is just their story how yeah. they tell it and remember it well and then the like what you the whenever you read it through history books and things like that it's like oh this then this yeah, happened then this happened dates, then this happened yeah. but like those oral histories are how did it feel like it's yeah. it's you know and mm -hmm. it's like whether or not you know somebody you know obviously memory sometimes is faulty or like whatever but like at the same time, like yeah. how it feels is just as important as, you know, the, the straightforward, like, right. and then the, on this date, this thing happened, you yeah. know? Well, and like, it's like, sure, you may not get the exact date, right. But like, yeah, what happened is there, your personal experience is there and, and all of that is communicated through the lens of each individual person. Yeah. So well, with, with enough of them, I feel like you get a pretty clear, yeah. it's, it may be foggy, but it's like a, a clearer oh, yeah. picture of what this was and how it impacted people. Yeah. yeah, I highly suggest it. I, all I did was play a bunch of Apex Legends, <laughs> and uh, um, I uh, I finally got my first win. Yeah, with Aaron. Yeah, and well, you I don't think no, I, think, I was I not think, in that one. Yeah, I think it was just me, Aaron, and a rando. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was really cool, um, but I have not won since. And uh, Apex Legends, what a game! I know. I I uh, can't wait for the battle pass to drop. Yep. Um, not as hot on Fortnite anymore, but I'm still going to play that. So you, know. you got the free battle pass, right? You got the free battle pass. Nice. I did, I did not. I did every I single challenge I could possibly do this past season, and I didn't boost at all. I didn't buy any tiers, nothing. So nice. my thing is, like, that's probably why you're burnt out on Fortnite. Yeah, like, that's probably. whenever I became burnt out on Fortnite. It's like, <laughs> eh, I'm not so hot on it anymore. Like, was whenever I had done everything, like, maxed out everything yeah. that I possibly could. I, I should have just bought the tiers. Yeah, I mean, like, because, like, otherwise, like, you end up just going, eh, what? I'm not going to play that for a while because, yeah. like, you just spent so much time in it. Um, yeah. I think, like, I still want to go in. I think the, the one thing, I'm like, okay, I can't do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, what, Fortnite? So, yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite, you know, for the next 10 years. Uh, but I do want to go in. Destiny. do want to go in every season and at least get one yeah. win so I can get the umbrella. Oh, cool. Like the, cool, that's, the, that's the a cool customized idea. umbrella. I like it. And then continue with that. Um, the uh, as far as as far as Apex goes, like I've been been rocking Apex because like it's that ten minute match thing. Like, like I'm getting that well, vibe again, yeah. where it's like that can be it's really maybe long. more like twenty. Yeah, they can be like twenty. But like you, if you or, like, if you're like, oh, minute. I have a short period of time to to play a game. Let me dive in. You know, let's just, just yeah. do a match. This is um, the thing with Apex. Either things go horribly wrong right off the bat. Oh yeah. Or it's gonna draw like it's gonna be drawn out into this twenty minute thing. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Where like it's yes, there's there's been matches where I've gotten in and it's like I, I've done incredibly well, but then it ends within like you know six minutes, seven minutes. Like some you know somebody oh yep. you know, I wiped four teams, but somebody swooped in, took me out. But yeah, I mean like and and uh, then sometimes like you can just not see anybody until the end and then take out that last team and you're like okay I just won so anyway. Have you played uh, Apex? I haven't. It's real fun. You don't like multiplayer games though. Um, my patience has grown thin for them. Yes. Mm. And yet um, Destiny. Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Destiny. I mean, I I, I have it downloaded. 
I'm not saying I won't ever jump in. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. We'll see. It is you know it's it's free. So yeah, it's very fun off the bat. Anyway, so Apex is awesome. That's what I've been up to as well, Chris. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's time for the news. The news, the news Chris. The news. You All have right. the you have the news. I have the news. So I'm gonna paraphrase both of these. Uh, first, there's a rumor going around that uh, Microsoft plans to bring Xbox Game Pass to the Nintendo Switch <gasps> Ooh. Uh, via Project X Cloud and streaming. Mm. So, like, there, there are there are also rumors that like things like Ori will come natively, like, be a, basically be a port yeah. to the platform, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah. But then also that uh, we may soon be able to stream. Um, Xbox Game Pass games to the Nintendo Switch. What I wonder, like, whenever they came out with the X Cloud, like the promo video, yeah. it's like, oh, you're playing it on your phone and all this stuff. Whenever they came out with that last year, we were so excited about it. It still seemed like it was far away. Like, it seemed like, oh, this is like a couple of years away from like a beta. Yeah. And uh, and so now with this news, like, it's it, it's. It seems like it might be closer than I at first maybe thought because the Nintendo Switch, it's like, okay, well, this is a device. It's out now, and it's like it's not getting more powerful necessarily unless they decide to come up with like a more powerful version, you know, this year, next year, whatever. But like it's not getting more powerful, so it's like it's going to have to work on this device if that's their plan, if this is all true. So it's like it's got to be farther I mean, along he, than I maybe thought it here's was. Here's the thing. They've been – I mean, I know this is a, it's a smaller country with – like more multi uh, metropolitan areas that are closer together, but they've been streaming uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yep. Nintendo has uh, two Nintendo Switches in Japan. There's a couple of games that have done that. I think there's a Resident Evil game that did that over there as well. Um, that was like the first one, and then and, yeah, Assassin's yeah, Creed I've, this last and year. I've, and I've Creed read Odyssey. like good things about it. So it's mm-hmm. like they're getting it to work in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft is working on it as well. You've got a port. Like I think it's like what better device to test it on at scale than one system that has one version. Like it's there's yeah. only there's not multiple versions out there with different uh, internal um, CPUs, GPUs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's portable, has a big screen, controllers. It's not like you're you're sending it, pushing it out to all these phones. Mm-hmm. Sorry. All these phones. <laughs> I just punched just like Fulton. Pun- punching phones right <laughs> over here. Uh, all these phones that people may try to use touch controls or maybe they buy yeah. a controller or whatever. There's just so many variables. Right. Um, I think it's a good like piece of architecture to test it on. Yeah. I mean that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um it the Wi-Fi in it um is like mediocre at best but like you know they've upgraded that over time like where it's like oh this isn't like a big like oh this isn't like a new reason to buy a new switch but like the ones that come out today have a better uh wi-fi receiver in them than the like launch day ones did um but uh, yeah i mean i i i think that that would be a good good reason to do it i would be excited to try it on my switch because it's like i would love to play my xbox games or at the very least get xbox achievements Mm. On my Switch, because mm-hmm. um, I basically did everything throughout uh, a lot of like indie games and things, and it's like, well, I'm not getting any, you know, any digital cred for them on my uh, <laughs> Xbox account, but I'm playing them on my Switch, and yeah. so it's like, okay, you know, that's yeah. I basically got the platinum in, uh, or not the platinum, the uh, the the top level, uh, all of the achievements in in uh, Inside, as mm-hmm. well as um, 
such a good game. games anyway but yeah there's like i just i'm not gonna replay through them on my xbox necessarily so yeah what do you think i think well so uh nvidia had their beta program test program where they were advertising it as uh you can play pc games on a mac hmm and so basically what it was is that it's streaming. It's mm. You're streaming a video where your controller inputs are being sent to a server somewhere in the U.S. And they're sending back to you top-tier graphics uh, that are responding to your inputs. Mm-hmm. Um, the game that I tried it on was PUBG. Uh, mm. So this is a while ago. Which doesn't run that well or didn't used to run yeah, that well. Yeah, it didn't run anyway. that well anyways. Uh, but... It was borderline playable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's like, like, so was that at your house? Like in, mm-hmm. in okay. So your internet's and I have really a, good. I have a 300 gigahertz. Yeah. Or, or not gigahertz, 300 megahertz. Mega, gigabyte? Mega, megabyte? Megabyte. Megabyte. Download, upload. Yeah. I use the internet. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have 300 down. Yeah. And so it was, that wasn't an issue. Yeah. I was yeah. getting, you know, 1080p, 60 frames a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, there was a noticeable lag. Mm. You know, I mean, it would be the equivalent to like playing on your TV with all its stupid settings on. Yeah. I mean, I've, talk, I've talked before, <clears throat> sorry. I've talked before about playing PlayStation Now. Yeah. That was yeah. streaming PS3 games on your PS4. Yeah. And it was the same thing. It was terrible. And not only did it not play well, and there was a lot of lag. It didn't look good either. Yeah. Uh, they were using a lot of like tricks to make it kind of look good, like motion blur and all yeah. this kind of stuff that I don't want yeah. on my television ever. Down, down res it to send it across the uh, exactly. across the internet <laughs> and then up res it on yours. And, and so yeah. I think like we've I think we like we've what we've hit on uh, several times is like if that's the experience, nobody wants that experience. No. Um, then I've heard reports of like because Google did their test with uh, with yep. Assassin's Creed Odyssey like last year like in the fall in December and January um, and they had those beta tests where they were testing it up and lots of people said that it was good like it yeah. was like oh I was playing through it with no problems and I'm like okay sweet so maybe it is possible well yeah. and GDC is coming up quick I was just listening That's to, to Kotaku right? split screen yeah and they're supposed to like just full bore unveil everything okay when is so, it uh, I don't know. I don't remember the date, okay. but John, we'll look out. it up. The second, let, well, let's move on to our second um, article, and this is a little <laughs> more like in depth. I will not go through all of this, but basically, um, this guy whose name is Brad Sams. Um, he, I love it when people have first names for last names. Yep, Brad. <laughs> Brad Sams. See, but that's not even like Sams isn't just a single person's name. It's, it's multiple people's names. Yeah. It's Sams. Yeah. There's Sams in this room. <laughs> and he's he should name all of his children Sam. Sam Sams. Sam Sams. Oh my These goodness. are Sam Sams. So good. Sam Sams. This is Sam Sam Sams. <laughs> so good. Anyway. Sam Sams' shoes. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna read part of this. Um uh, actually I'm not yeah, I'll read part of it. Uh, During the past couple of years, we've seen Microsoft's gaming strategy take an aggressive turn from launching a new console, the Xbox One X, out of the traditional release cycle to moving to a streaming service called xCloud. Gaming at Microsoft has once again become a top priority. Earlier this year, Microsoft made a peculiar announcement on the Windows Insider blog related to gaming with Build. So this guy, he he, 
he outlines every single Microsoft Windows build. Like, and since this, like this week, apparently they've released three different builds of Microsoft Windows, and he like outlines them all. Like, this, mm. it's crazy. Uh, but with build eighteen three three four, Microsoft said they were bringing a new technology to Windows ten, and were offering up State of Decay for free Ooh. to try. But that's not all the. But that's all the information they that they provided. Wanting to understand more, I started poking around and asking for more technical help. Blah, 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 blah. Thanks to uh, these people. When you download State of Decay, the oddities begin immediately. Instead of downloading from the Microsoft Store server, where all content comes from, including Play Anywhere titles, the game downloads from assets1.xboxlive.com. What it looks like Microsoft is doing, instead of porting each Xbox feature back to their P- the PC one by one, they're simply dumping the entire Xbox One installation servicing plumbing and making it the primary installation for Windows. When you extract the installer from the store after downloading, you will discover that it is using the XVC file format. Hmm. While that may not sound familiar, Microsoft introduced this format around 2013 specifically for Xbox One games. Right. Further, you can now install this file format using PowerShell. I never thought I would write the words PowerShell can now install Xbox One games, but here we are. I don't know what PowerShell is. When you install the State of Decay, you get a legacy DX installation set It's like the power prompt. glove, but it's just a clam. <laughs> yeah. It's a shell. in your hands. It's literally just a shell. Yeah. <laughs> that does a... Uh, you, you plug it in your ear next to it, you hear the ocean. <laughs> 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 and you just hear, uh, you hear Master Chief. <laughs> you hear Phil Spencer go, yeah, Cortana. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So, like, there's a bunch of stuff here. Basically, uh, he goes through all this technical mumbo-jumbo, um, and it sounds like... They are working on moving all of Xbox Live over to PC. Yeah. So that, like, they've said, uh, like, I, whenever I heard about the Switch thing, I was like, have they have they said that they wanted to bring Xbox Game Pass to PC? And they have. What better way than porting every single Xbox uh, Game Pass game over to PC one by one mm-hmm. than just making Xbox Live <laughs> available on every PC. So thinking about like the way that like so from an engine, I'm not a computer engineer. So first of all, but from a from the outside looking in, from an engineering perspective, what they've done with backwards compatibility has yeah. been that way, where it's like okay, yep. well, literally, we just we don't want to like just go through you know and make sure like the backwards compatibility you know works with every. But like we want it to work where you put in the disc and then it literally boots up Xbox 360 like OS and it's like it's running in that rather than porting it over and like releasing it as its own like thing. Um, and so like you're doing it from a global perspective so they can do a lot of games all at once rather than just like one at a time. Of course, with Xbox uh, original Xbox games, they have to do that individually. But um, it seems like from a systems perspective, if they can get all of these Xbox titles to run on PC just like literally like natively from the Xbox database. Like, why not? Like yeah. that seems like the, it's an engineering feat. And just like backwards compatibility was like, ah, oh, we didn't know if we could do it, but like we're doing it now. Um, this reminds me of like back at E3 whenever they talked about like the play anywhere stuff and like they had somebody come up on stage and they were like talking about all the play anywhere things and they were talking about how they were like, Oh, and then the next year we're going to have this many titles and then we're going to have this many and we're going to be rolling out the same and stuff. And this kind of rings me back to that. We're like, that was super important. And I feel like I didn't recognize how important it was at the time, you know, where it's that this matters to PC players. So, and that's, that's kind of a very Microsoft thing to do to like announce something like it's a finished idea mm-hmm. and then it just kind of sits there and you're like, did they forget about this? Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden it comes back as a different yeah. 
in almost like a like a like a caterpillar into a butterfly, and you're like, oh, that's what they wanted to do yeah. with it. Yeah. I feel like they did the same thing with Surface. Like remember, mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. ten years ago when yep. they were showing the tabletops yeah. and all this stuff, and it was all run on projectors uh-huh. and all that stuff, and then it just kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're like, and now it's multi-touch touch screens that you hold in your hand, and you're like. Okay. You snap on the keyboard and there's a pencil and it, you yeah, should have no. led with that. <laughs> um, yeah, and then like with Azure servers, like where it's like, oh, and in the cloud, your games are more powerful. But like, and then that like goes away and like they never now you're use like, it. The cloud is a giant Xbox. Yeah, where where <laughs> and, and like I feel like in the, in the old console wars, it's like you know people would be like, oh, but the Xbox is more powerful than the PS4 because it's got the cloud. And yeah, it's like no, it's really not because no one's using it. But now we're seeing the Azure servers come back with like Xbox. Uh, the uh, the Project xCloud yeah xCloud. xCloud where it's like oh yeah. let's just rather than using this power to power the uh, some processing within your game let's just stream the entire game from there yeah and that's fascinating so yeah uh, so I do want to call out that I think we like we we've been talking about ghosts of this for like two years now mm-hmm. before the larger like gaming landscape was talking about this like. Back whenever like Microsoft was like, yeah, well, like it seemed like what we interpreted was like they just don't they don't care where you play the games, right? They just want you. This is a this is an ecosystem that they're building, right? Like we've been saying that for at least at least two years. I feel like yeah. in an interview uh, with Giant Bomb, I feel like <laughs> Phil Spencer said exactly that. Where right? He, where literally he was just like at E three late night, he's talking Nobody to them because they do those things overnight. Though. And like I listened to that interview, and literally he was like, like "Seems like you're in a you know." It's like people are saying, "Oh, well, why would I own an Xbox?" And he's like, "Well, he's like exactly like just play it where it is." Yeah. She's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" But, and then you and I were talking earlier today. Uh, a little bit about this, and what's funny, like, and I don't know if this is all. I mean, maybe we're giving Phil Spencer a little more credit than he deserves. I'm sure he's got lots of smart people that work for him that come up with these ideas. But like, it's almost kind of like you have these different things that have been brewing mm-hmm. in Microsoft mm-hmm. and Xbox, and yeah. all of a sudden they're starting to come together, mm-hmm. and you're just yeah. like, oh, these are connected, and mm-hmm. this is a big deal. Yeah. Like, and we were talking about uh, all their first party studio acquisitions, and it's like. Oh well, yeah. You need a lot of first-party studios making games that you own if you're going to start putting your stuff on everybody else's console. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you think about like the various like sizes of games that they have. Things as small. I say small, but like as uh, as more. I guess small as, as Ori, like Ori and the Blind Forest, but then yeah. they have things that are as massive as like Halo and what whatever Halo Infinite is going to be. Yeah. And yeah. so like I don't know, like you you can kind of place those where they want to be. Like, it seems like Ori is a perfect fit for the Switch because, like, people buy Metroidvanias on the Switch. Like, there's yep. so many of them that are, have yeah. touted their numbers. And like, it would sell way better on Switch than it sold on any of our other things. Like, more on Switch than any of the other ones combined. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, I, I feel yeah. like that aspect of, like, hey, let's just put our games out there yeah. and get you in this subscription service, potentially, and, like, hey, have you pay for the, uh, you know, Game Pass on Switch or whatever and have these games. Yeah, I like I think that like it seems like they're like, "Hey, let's just put our games out there and we're going to remove every barrier that we can that's keeping you from playing our game." Yeah. So if you are not playing Xbox games because you're playing a Switch, fine. We'll come to you. Yeah. If you're not playing it because you're playing on a PC, like cool. We'll make it like totally uh, the same thing, so you can play there. I think about like other tech companies that you know do this. It's like it's it's not like 
um, Netflix has their like Netflix box and it's like, you can't download Netflix on any other boxes or, right. or whatever. It's right. like, they just are like, Hey, no, let's put it on everything. Let's put yeah. it on your Xbox, put it on the PlayStation, put it on your phone, put it on the switch, put it on the, it's not on the switch yet. That's the, yeah. I mean, this, that, that's a great Who point though. That? Like I, I could totally see in, I don't know how many years, probably two at this rate, like the Xbox game pass being available on like Samsung TVs and all your smartphones and on the Switch yeah. and on PC, like where it's like you're just playing Xbox games. This is a platform on which to play games, yeah. Not, uh, not games that are locked away into this console ecosystem. Yeah, I think that I think like even the fact they just changed their name from Microsoft Game Studios to Xbox Game Studios mm-hmm. because and the way that they word it was like the Xbox brand has morphed and developed into something other than just consoles, I think yeah. is what they said. And it's like, yeah. well, and at, I think within five years, and I don't think they're going to do this, but within five years, Xbox could stop making consoles mm. I and think like, just make money off of subscriptions yeah. and proprietary games. When you think about like what game companies like have always made money with, it's the games. It's they, they make less money on the actual box. And in fact, like Xbox, uh, the original Xbox, mm-hmm. like they shifted to Xbox 360 so quickly because they were losing money on every single Xbox original Xbox that they sold because it like it was so expensive to manufacture. Um, and they were like, Oh, let's take lessons we learned from that first generation, put it in, you know, new the 360. And so like, since then they've been making a small marginal amount of money. Like they're not selling them <laughs> at a loss now and they haven't been for years, but it's like in some cases it's like that, that amount that you're making for the actual boxes. Uh, it's like, that's not where the big money is. The big money is in, buy the games, Software. get on our subscription service, yeah. like get on our Xbox gold, like subscription. Yeah. Yeah, which is actually more in line with Microsoft's larger uh, strategy. We're gonna sell software that's on every PC. Yeah, yep. like and it comes boxed in. Yeah, like that's where they've been. They haven't been like, hey, we're gonna build the PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Apple's realm. They were the ones who did yeah. that, and like they've had success doing that. But still, mm-hmm. Microsoft has won in large part in the marketplace and the OS realm because they've been like, we don't care what computer you have. You can put Windows on it. Yeah. I feel like that's what they're doing. We don't care what you want to play on, but you can play Xbox games. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense from the perspective of like, if I own a Switch where it's like, yeah, I get to play Mario on this device, but I can also play yeah. whatever the next big Microsoft game is. It's like, oh, the next Gears, the next Halo, potentially. It's like, Dude, if I can take that stuff on the go, yeah, then they don't, they don't, they don't have to create a, why, we've been wanting a Microsoft handheld for years. Yeah. Like, they don't have to create one. <laughs> it's I already mean, there. Let somebody else do that. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is it's got to work. And so that's where it comes True. down. Like the latency has to be there. And the only problem with having it on a handheld or having it on like a tablet or whatever, it's like that becomes tied to however fast that tablet is or like, a, yeah. like with the Wi-Fi problems that some connect or some switches potentially might have, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, and on an airplane, I can't play my Xbox games. Mm-hmm. I could play Ori though if it was native, but it's like, oh, but if, if it's not native or, and I can't download it from there, if I'm streaming these games, I can't play those whenever I'm not in a good yeah. internet area. Well, and like, and I like, I don't know what is like other than space. What, yeah. what is there that's keeping the, you from like actually downloading the game? Because like, the game processing file, power, I guess. Processing power, you're right. Processing like, power. Hey, well, we can't necessarily go through all of our Xbox games and code them to work on a Switch, yeah. like with that with that True. processor. But we can True. run it on an Xbox in a server farm, Azure server farm, you know, down the block or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like I think about people like one of our friends that we played with and he was like, yeah, I use my cell phone, my 4G internet, like, because that's the faster than the, uh, the cable internet uh-huh. that I have. And, uh, and so like, I think about people like that where I'm like, man, that's, that's rough. Like, cause you're going yeah. through now you're tethering to your phone, which also has latency from your phone to which, whatever service. I so. mean, we've talked before about the 5G that's coming. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we're all, none of us are going to have wire connections in the yeah. future. Yeah. In the future. In the year 2000. I'm you for the future. <laughs> Yeah. Um, does anybody else, do you have any last words? Oh, uh, I wanted nope. to say GDC is the middle of March. I think it was the 18th mm. through the 22nd. Um, okay, so it's coming page, out. Though. I so, can't wait yeah. for that. So, yeah, uh, yes, the <clears throat> 18th through the 22nd. That's awesome. Cool, cool. Is that the news? That's the news. All right, Alita Battle Angel. It's time to review this. We're gonna be we're gonna be diving in. We're gonna have a, a spoiler-free section. Yeah, and we'll say see it, don't see it. Yeah, just like normal. And then we will uh, have a spoiler countdown, yeah. and then talk all of the spoilers about this movie. So, awesome. initial thoughts. <coughs> um, it was interesting. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like it, it had uh, it had highs and it had lows. I, like, it did, yeah. You 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 mentioned to me that you were going in with like the expectations for like Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. And mm. I think it was moderately better than Ghost in the Shell to me. Yes. Um, but I don't know in like in necessarily like drastic or good ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked it more. I thought it had more. I thought it had more heart than Ghost in the Shell. Like, where it's like, okay, this is like, we, I, I can see what you're going for more in this than Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell felt very like, uh, I don't know. I, not, I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea what this, what this movie was trying Hon- to say. Honestly, yeah, I don't either. But no, I don't know what I was trying to say. <clears> honestly, I think, and this might just be that I just saw Ghost in the Shell once in theaters and haven't seen it since, but I would rather go see Ghost in the Shell again yeah, than, than watch this, watch this again. again. Yeah, agreed. Um, I feel like Ghost in the Shell just kind of knew more what kind of movie it was trying to be. Yeah. Uh, I think the villain in Ghost in the Shell was really like, uh, and it's super unfair for us to be carrying, comparing, but just yeah. because that was kind <laughs> no. of like I expected it to be on the same level, yeah. just entertainment wise. I feel like, so here's here's my, my consensus on Battle Angel is that uh, it's way more campy than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh, really? This was not the movie I thought it was going to be. Oh, really? I did not. Ex- I thought it was going to be way more like action-y. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot hmm. more. I mean, it's called Alita Battle Angel, hmm. and we got barely any battles. Yeah. Um, some some street fights. Yeah, some brawls. Yeah. So, But battles, maybe. Yeah. No battles. Yeah. So I, I think that like it was it was campier than I thought it would be. The premise is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel yeah, like the source material is probably bonkers and right. just insane. And you can kind of see that like in pieces at the beginning. Yeah. But I feel like it just comes at you so fast. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't really understand this. Yeah. The but pa- then so the I pacing, think the thing the pacing's weird. I think the thing For that sure, hurt the, the most strange. Yeah. The thing that hurt it the most was the pacing and the dialogue. Yeah. There was uh, there was a couple chuckles where we shouldn't have been chuckling. Yeah. You know? Like but, yeah, there's a couple chuckles and then like I don't know, I feel like and some of it's the delivery. Christoph Waltz has a very unique delivery anyway. Yeah. But like just the delivery of his lines are just like, what? I don't know. Yeah. I understand. Like, what is this? And we can talk about this in the spoiler thing, but like, I feel like his character motivations were kind of all over the place. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. He would say one thing and then do another. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Although like, I, I, 
the positives for me, I think the tech was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like just the 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 facial animation obviously has gotten better since Avatar. Yeah. Like Weta is, is that really the same yep. facial animation? Yeah. So it's it's James Cameron and Weta working together to make that happen. And so like uh definitely gave me a little bit of hope that at least the next four Avatar movies are gonna look good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Let's talk about Weta for a second. They did Hobbit. Yeah. Um, everything that they do, uh, to me, mm-hmm. looks a tad blurry. Hmm. It's like they put like, and, and it's like the way that it's like, it's the way that they light things hmm. because like you'll do it and it's like, this looks like you're, we're looking at this through a frosted pane of glass and I don't understand it. I, I, I don't yeah, know I why. Yeah. I think of like in the Hobbit, like you have the you know the white orc or whatever. He felt the same way a lot of times to mm-hmm. me. And the the only the shot that I thought was actually like clear in this was whenever she came out in the uh, the stadium at the end, and there's like a real close up shot of her face, and I'm like, mm-hmm. actually, man, that looks really really cool. Mm-hmm. It's like super clear, realistic, but then everything else just like has this like film over film, it. Film, yeah, yeah. Does I that makes sense. It makes sense. <coughs> yeah, I, it does. Yeah. I definitely think like it's gotten. I think it's a Weta thing. It's gotten better though since like so, so the Hobbit was really very much that way, where everything almost looked like where you're like is, is this is this putty? Like what like what am I looking at here? The exactly? Hobbit was also done in an insanely short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this one, like I, there were moments like you said, like, like that moment, I can also think like in, there was another one where it was a low lighting kind of an area. And I was like, okay, that looks like I can see like everything clearly on her face or like whatever. But yeah. like, yeah, like some of that facial animation stuff does look blurry. Even, like the backgrounds, like you're like, like you know, the city. Am I squinting? Like the what's, s- yeah. yeah. The city kind of looks like that. I don't know. It's just like, it's just an observation I've made about. Yeah things that what it does but i think i think the one-to-one facial animations like it's getting better and better and better Mm -hmm. of replicating what the actor's actually performing behind Mm it and i think the girl who played alita did a really really good job oh yeah i think she's probably the strongest thing in the entire movie and even out did christoph waltz oh definitely yeah i mean yeah i I, and i don't get me wrong i think the facial animation was great like there were times whenever i was like are, is this really like? Are we looking at like just some altered version of her face, or mm-hmm. is yeah. this digital? Like, is this completely digital? Yeah. Um. And like, yeah. Like, it, that's the thing. Is like, I feel like you said, like, with whenever you convey those things now through that technology, I'm like, oh, well, I can get it. Whereas, with, like, with Avatar, I was just like, ah, I don't quite get the like the emotion there. Um. Yeah. With like um. With so what I didn't do the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? Yes, they did. They did. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't, I mean... It's Peter Jackson's company. There's only one... The CG was minimal in that. Right. The right. only character would have until been Gollum. Until, until the Return of the King and the, all the armies and stuff like that. And that's like, Gollum didn't, never quite looked that way. Like, Gollum I never quite better. got I will, that. Yeah. I think Gollum looked decent. Like, it depends on what, what environment he was in. Up close, he looked good. Yeah. But then if he's scampering over some rocks, he looks real fake. I mean, that was... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, just <laughs> throw a digital... What, pale guy just yeah. clambering across <laughs> some rocks okay sweet um yeah like and that's the with with her body like when she was more um 
metallic and not not like the 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 like didn't have like pants on or Hold like on. jeans on or like whatever. It's yeah. like okay, that like you're like oh, this is looks like a robot. It looks like pretty much like a robot in this room. Um, I think it was like whenever it would interact with like real world elements, where it's like this fabric doesn't feel like it has a texture to it. Like it doesn't look like it's a sewn up mm-hmm. you know piece of cloth. It looks just kind of like it's just a. a draping across something here so like yeah it's it's uh it was hit or miss sometimes with some of that i think but something that i noticed was how good the characters who weren't full cg but had like a human face like a mm-hmm. real face but then everything else was robotic yeah and it reminded me of uh ex machina yeah and how seamless that looked yeah and i was like looking at this and i was like man you can't i don't yeah nothing about this throws me off yeah yeah and I don't understand yeah. why they didn't just do Alita that way. There's a couple of moments where I, I, I do feel like that, where she was talking to Kristoff, and I was just like, oh, I just kind of like lost the fact that like she's mostly CG. Um, and I'm like, okay. But most of the time, well, I, was, I was super aware of it. But Ali- a lot of the Alita times, yeah, the, in the movie is 100% CG all the time. Okay. But. Wow. Uh, which is, it kind of baffles me. Like, it, at that point, the movie just becomes like a glorified tech demo. Mm-hmm. Or like, or like, hey, this is just an you know almost a a hybrid animation. Yeah. yeah sure. like why did her body need to be CG? Well, because it had you know she's robot parts and stuff, just same as right, Ex Machina. But, well, yeah, but she actually acted, and I mean, I get that part, but like the part like when she has pants on and shoes on, there's no reason for that to actually be CG. Like, it, right? I'm it saying it sh- been, it shouldn't have been. Yeah. Because okay. I'm like saying the characters, yeah. the characters yeah. who had real faces. Yeah, like actual actor faces, and then everything else was robot. Looked yeah. better than Alita did. Agreed. Yeah, there's a couple of moments like uh, one of the the most or at least mo- more believable was whenever she. Um, well, I can't. That's a, kind of a spoiler. But she was standing in the rain with someone, and she was getting less wet than the other person. And I was like, that seems strange. Um, but like that, you know. Otherwise, like I I thought it was the best version of a digital character in a real world that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I'm more into that. Like you can it tell, definitely, yeah, you can tell more this stories. Definitely was do that. some of the best, like human to human performance capture. Yeah. I mean, you look at like something like Caesar from planet of the apes. Yeah. The dude looks real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's just, yeah. there's no, nothing stopping me from thinking that mm-hmm. that's a real ape. For sure. What uh, is the animation on those? That's what too. It's still what Yeah. Good grief. It doesn't look as blurry on those, though. I I get that, but the but backdrops when you, always do. When you do a human doing a performance, and then it's supposed to be another human on the on the end of that pipeline, where you've got you know you've got this girl who's doing the performance capture for Alita who looks like a human. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, because you get this like uncanny valley kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, because it's like, well, it just looks so much like a human. Why isn't it just a human? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And so when you look at the other characters who are human but have CG body parts or even a full CG body and just the face is human. Mm-hmm. That's more palatable than this fully yeah. CG character, even yeah. though she looks the best any of that has ever looked. Yeah. It's even better than, you know, well, a lot of things look better than ready player one, but you know, yeah. the, uh, speaking of like ready player one, like the, uh, there are some elements of this, like they, they gave me those kind of vibes or it's like, Oh, there's like, you know, this world felt very, um, I don't know. Like it felt good. Like it felt like oh, they lived video, in video gaming. Yeah. But also video gaming, like where you're like, Oh, you know, this is, uh, even like the plot devices and stuff like that kind of felt that way. Uh, as far as, um, a video gaminess goes where you're like, Oh man, and now we're going to fight this, you know, group of people are going to go to this location and do this. Yeah. So yeah, there's the a little bit kind of, that. of disjointed and like, I, th- I don't think they like, they didn't really explain jumps like that. Mm-hmm. Like, why is this happening now? Yeah. Like in, 
I don't know. It was. It, it was reminded strange. me the the pacing and the attitude of it reminded me of like an eighties movie. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like you know watching like Ninja Turtles where it's just kind of like, I mean like eighties Ninja Turtles, not right. Michael Bay, but like, <laughs> like where it's just like this is so absurd and just yeah. like this isn't spoilery, but just like all the like lost boy type kids playing like oh yeah i know you know what is this playing sports in the alleyway and they're just like what's up man you got your skates and they all have like inline skates and i'm like dude this is such an 80s movie right now (laughs) oh yeah dude well then like (laughs) the the, uh the distance between that and like literally the next like as he's taking her home from hi that's yeah we need need to spoil this yeah we we gotta get let's let's do it the last thing i wanted to bring up was the music was kind of like i was under like i was it's junkie xl and i usually love like yeah i usually Mm. love junkie xl's music and scores and things like that but it felt very like non-junkie xl like it didn't have very many synths phoned it in yeah it didn't have very many synths other than like some of those like the like there's a couple of like scenes where you're like oh you can tell like oh this is this feels right but like um it just shouldn't feel like junkie xl yeah that's weird yeah anyway all right so uh go see it or not go see it i say wait for like Blu-ray. I I yeah. say if you're if you aren't like oh man this movie looked cool in the trailers and like are like I'm so then wait but it's totally worth that like um and if you were or like super a matinee into it, showing go yeah. see it yeah like yeah I I kind of feel bad that I paid fifteen bucks to see this movie I wouldn't feel that bad if I paid six to eight agreed you know I mean I the, my or thought use, is use it in, in your uh, in your movie pass if you're still yeah. using that thing yeah yeah. Uh, or your A-list stubs yeah, member. The, uh, yeah. Yes, I am, which I am. I enjoyed a lot <laughs> of elements of this. Yeah. <laughs> I think this this comes down for me of like <laughs> this is one of those like you know middle of the road movies that I enjoy because I enjoy this the setting and the uh, some of the action and stuff like that. Like I yeah. would watch it again. The building was cool. Yeah. It was just like it was done oddly. Yeah, yeah, the pacing the pacing definitely threw me off a lot. So yeah. we'll get into that in a second. But we're gonna spoil this thing mm. in a good solid five. Four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Alita is 300 years old. <gasps> wow, it's crazy. Actually, I was surprised by that. And that's I was cool. like, that's a cool plot point. Yeah. Man, it's, I love, the setup is so cool. I love like, and they do this in mm-hmm. Destiny where it's like things that are archaic to them yeah. are still thousands of years away from us. Yep. You know? And like, it's not that big of a jump in this movie because you said it was like 25 something the year yeah, 25 year, year something. 25 something. Yeah. And so and she's 300 years like old. That. So like in the year 22 something or 200 or something like that. Yeah. Like, Cause yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. So like in the year 2200 something, there's this society that exists that just fell apart. Yeah. And people and don't even on the moon. Yeah. And people don't even know at this point how the technology worked. Like we've yeah. forgotten how to, because everybody that was involved in making that stuff now lives in this city in the sky or what's left of them and the traditions aren't being carried on. And so you've got this like whole kind of like quasi modern, like by our standards, very technologically advanced. But in this society, it's a third world country basically. Right. Well, and then you have like this, this weird like class system as well, where like the people on the ground are like basically working to supply the people up in the sky with like mm-hmm. his thick experiments and like things like that. And it's like, yeah. this is, this is, yeah, uh, it has like Elysium kind of vibes to it for like, sure. And that's, and that's the other thing, like, at least within the world building, they didn't really explain what, why, what's, what's keeping the, like, is the world, or is the world nuked? Like what's keeping them underneath this city? 
I'll just go. Yeah. And well, they went out of the city to, society. to go to the spaceship, and there was like, oh, you know, there's not, they said something about there's not a power grid or anything out this far. Like, so, it's, they wiped so? out <laughs> any power. It's like, well, build a new power grid. Exactly. Um, my thought as well was like, okay, the the cool idea of like no nobody seems to know exactly what happened in the war a hundred or three hundred years ago. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, they said the a society from Mars came and and like did war with the people on Earth, a colony like, or something yeah. like that. And uh, stupid Elon Musk. And it's it's just fascinating. Like that's that stuff is fascinating. The fact that like nobody really knows what's going on is like yeah. fascinating to me. Um, so yeah, the underlying stuff. I'm just like, man, this is this is awesome. Yeah, I just feel like it never really was delivered well. Like yeah. it was delivered in the most like. Well, and we spent all the, we way. spent all this time talking about this city that we a never get to see nope. for sure. And then B, as soon as we start to get to the point where it's like, oh, we're going to go there and we're going to find out who this guy is that runs everything, the movie freaking ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're like, so I should mention So I just watched the first act of a movie, basically. Like, zero zero payoff. I meant to mention it before in the, like, non spoiler section, but like, what it felt like to me is this was a movie whenever it should have been a Netflix series. Like this yeah. thing, like it sh- they should have given the world building a little bit more time. They should have like made each of these little plot points that are in there their own like episodes and things like that. Where it's like, oh, we don't need to fight the the this person at the same like moment like that we're fighting this other thing. This week we're playing motoball. Right. It's yeah. like literally like just give me this thing in in a in a easier to swallow way of like oh here's forty minutes at a time and like yeah. I will be able to like digest this and we'll have more emotional payoff for the different characters where. <laughs> It's like the the uh, the uh, father uh, dynamic, the mother dynamic, like where it's like, oh, the, you know, where his his wife is like, oh, I don't know why you just did this because like you have had zero screen time before this and you've been a bad person that's twirling your mustache every other time. So like I don't know, I feel like with a TV series like you'd have this this time to really like flesh out these characters, get them like developed over time and these relationships and all of the, the um, kind of political stuff going on, the power structure of the society. And like, Oh, why doesn't anybody know what's going on? Are there no more libraries? Oh, are all the libraries up there? I don't know. Um, and and this, it's Sunday now. So we're, we can all like get the day off and go play, you know, rollerball or whatever it was. <laughs> like, give me, give me some context for this stuff. Cause it yeah. seems like he's just like the next scene, like the next line as he's driving her home is, but you got to work hard. You got to focus on your dream. Dude, weren't you just oh, yeah. playing? Like, but that's what I'm talking about with playing, the dialogue. Like, yeah, the dialogue. That, oh yeah. god, the just playing dialogue. the sports. Back playing there? sports, and then it cuts to yeah, like you got to work on your dream. She's like, "What's your dream? Oh, I'm gonna show you." Like, yeah. Who does that? Well, Nobody. Who it's grabs? Like, hey, let's go get in the car. Part yeah. of me was like, so you know, <laughs> uh, if you want something in life, you got to go after your dreams. Part of me. What are your dreams, Chris? I'm gonna show you right now. <laughs> I'm literally on my way there already. Um, but part of me was like, so okay, stupid. is this happening over weeks? But then she literally goes like, no, I just got, you know, I, like oranges. I just learned about those yesterday. I'm like, this has been a day? You've been yeah. like less than 24 hours and you're out rollerblading around? Like this is, the other thing wasn't given enough time. The other thing that kind of was like, once we got to her first motorball uh, scene, I had zero fear that she was going to lose mm-hmm. because she's she's already proven that she can take yeah. on yeah. every single tough person in the city at yeah. once yeah. yeah like she goes into a bar 
with the people who are literally the strongest people in the city. Well, and like some of them are are, are in that motorball uh, race with her, and you're yeah. like, didn't you already beat these people? Didn't you already fight them and win? Like, yeah, I think I think you there's can take there's them. no point where you're like. Oh, maybe she can't get through this. Like, yeah, she yeah. will always be able to get through it. And I think, like for me, like the fun of that <clears> scene because I really did enjoy like a lot of the action in this thing. I was just like, oh man, was how how does she beat them? Like, yeah. and that's like where it came down <clears> for me. It was never a question of like, will she beat them? It'll be like, oh, yeah. how does she come out of this? Because you know she's going to. Sure, but like, okay, I mean, I mean, I can get my my battle choreography fix yeah. from watching, you know, a Fast and the Furious movie more than I can from watching Alita Battle Angel. I mean, it's yeah, I mean like you th- th- needed more battle the cor- if we were yeah. going to if we were going to like go for that more choreography. And I, I do think like those battles like you said they didn't mean as much as they could have if you had like yeah. really developed this stuff and taken the time to ramp it up. It like you said that it felt like act 1 of a movie. I almost feel like this felt like Act one, two, three, four, and five of like the sequel, like where it's like, oh, we should have like this should be a longer thing where like we, we just deal with one thread at a time rather than all of these individual ones. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's, I, I don't even know why. Why, so, why did we need? Why did we need motorball? I don't think this plot. I don't know. Motorball. I mean, an, an arena. Well, and that basically. was the other thing is like her, her boyfriend, dude, that guy. <laughs> First of all, it's worst actor. <laughs> Second of all, he gets killed, gets decapitated, uh-huh. gets rebuilt, uh-huh. gets shattered, uh-huh. and then gets dropped from like a five thousand <laughs> foot building. Well, like, <laughs> like this dude, like on the scale of things of the people did in this movie, he is the most innocent person on screen besides Alita, and he just gets freaking mutilated, and then it just like almost jump cuts to her going back to motorball. Uh-huh. Like, well, my boyfriend's dead. I don't have anything to do. But I killed com- all the people. I established my dominance. I guess I'll go play motorball. Well, she's coming for the dude. Yeah, but we never get to see that. We never no. get the payoff. No, yeah. Um, and that's why you were like, so you were like but are why they does she need to play sequel? motorball to show that she's coming for the dude? Oh, that's the that only, only way, way off to get to. She, she's playing by their rules because it's the only way to get to the. Uh, oh the city. my gosh! I know it's so dumb. I mean, it's it, and like that's why I say like if you had given this time and like set all that stuff up, the fact that you have a question about that at the end where you're like, why yeah. is she doing the motorball again? Is literally that's like well that's part of the problem of, of well, the way we also established that. Uh, she flies by so the fast. The thing that was keeping, like, he was like, if I had a, you know, body like yours, I would just run up this thing. Okay. And then we established that she can jump past the... The blades the of blades. doom. So why doesn't she just run up there? So I would say because it gets steeper as it goes. <laughs> oh, but that, but that's a weird technicality. I Again, I, this woman <laughs> destroyed just... every strong person in the city <laughs> mm-hmm. and is the best motorball player after only playing it twice. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she can manage climbing a, a cable. I don't. I mean, I don't disagree. <laughs> the, I want to uh, see that war on the moon. Is what I want to see. Oh, dude, yeah, like that, that was cool. Oh, there's so much about this. It's <clears throat> fascinating. It's like the the core of it is there. Where it's like again, if this was a Netflix series, I would watch it. Like if they're like, oh, we're gonna make mm-hmm. a League Battle Angel into a Netflix uh, show now, I'd be like, I'm I'm in. Do you think this had a cliffhanger because uh, James Cameron wrote it? 
And Ooh. he was like, oh, this needs to be a franchise, just like Avatar and has seven of them. I think everybody wants a franchise. And I think like this is a story that like is probably the, with the, the source material. I guarantee the source material addresses, like goes on and on and on past this. Yeah. And so it's like, where do you stop that? Like it's it just similarly to a lot of other stories that are based on novels that are ongoing. Yeah, but it's like I, okay, but, where do you stop? Like I mean, again, okay. that's why I think that those well, that's why you adapt things, it so that it can writer, stop. Like like in the story, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't disagree with you, but like. I feel like those types of stories are better lent to television and that sort of thing, which is why like the walking dead, the television show, like for all of its problems or whatever, like it works really well with a TV thing because it's like, it goes on and on and mm-hmm. on. And you can take the best chunks of the, the source material and put those into seasons of television and go sure, but I mean, but every Marvel movie is based on an ongoing comic. So like, but like you said, they, the way they adapted it is to tell, a unique story, not right. necessarily like, oh, there are elements of the Civil War thing within Captain America Civil War, but the the core conflict is different. The catalyst for that conflict is a little bit different. The way that it all ends up is slightly different. They change a lot, but they use the same source material to like go, okay, this is just the general idea, and then we're going to go connect from point A to point B, <clears throat> however the heck we want. And whereas I feel like you know the other, the more non-Marvel way to adapt things is to just lift them directly or be like, oh, let's just tell this story, this chunk of this story, and then put it into a movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the things I did enjoy about this, <laughs> like you said, the, uh, like Alita, she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and I did enjoy like the fact that like it was very focused on her where it's like, oh, well, <laughs> Who cares about the character development of this person? Who cares yeah. about the character development of this person? It's all about Alita. Um, and I w- could have done with less character development of like her, you know, well, her there boyfriend. Wasn't, there wasn't hardly any of... like This is the thing. Other than Alita and exploring her backstory. Mm-hmm. like And barely touching on like the relationship between her... Like the doctor and his wife and mm-hmm. their, their daughter... We, we didn't really develop anybody's mm-hmm. character. We don't know yeah. anything. Yeah. Well, and then it's like, the worst one of the worst villains. I think about the yeah, I think about the uh, the like what we left on the table of this, where it's like, oh, we left uh, the like outside of the city. We like we that was a very small portion, but it was a really cool portion of going into this spaceship and stuff. Like, and then, that should have been like the Hunger Games and this in the in the uh, like when they're out in the woods, like that established that place very quickly mm-hmm. and helped you understand what this is. Yeah. yeah. And like, but like we left that, like that whole area on the table, like this whole new, like it's a unique location. Like we haven't seen anything like that. We haven't seen green in this movie mm-hmm. at all yet. And there's there for 10 minutes and then gone. Um, and then the other thing we left, like you said, the villain with a fantastic actor, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, we left so much on the table with him. Yeah. yeah. And I'm okay well, not confronting it, but like do it like they do in Blade Runner, where it's like, uh, you end up you have an, an altercation to win against his one of his lesser foes, mm-hmm. and that's the end, you know. Right. But I think that that's what they were trying to play at whenever she killed uh, Vector, like whenever she took him out at the end. It's like, oh, that was the lesser foe, but the real foe is uh, is the what? What is his name? The guy who keeps like talking to people through the robots. Nero or something like that. Yeah. yeah or... It wasn't Nero. Something like that, though. Nebula? No. Nova. 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 That's Nova. it. That's it. <clears throat> Wasn't that an old PBS special? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, the real villain. And then, isn't the doctor's wife now just a brain and eyeballs in yeah. a suitcase? We didn't, we didn't address yeah. that. Which was just like, it took me, like, I wasn't even mentally present for the end fight scene because I'm like, why is she in, what's, is that the doctor's wife? Like, I yeah. didn't. <laughs> he makes a weird comment like, he uses them for his, uh, experiments. For his experiments. Well, I didn't know he had experiments. Like, well, then, where did that come from? Well, the last like, time we saw her, yeah. she was walking out the door like everything was hunky-dory. Well, but then there was a shadow there on the floor. There was a shadow. And there were big you, footsteps. You, you we heard, heard the big heard footsteps. Oh, yeah. Boom. Of, of That's the true. Um, I do remember thinking, what are those footsteps for? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you, if you were in Jurassic Park, like, you'd just be like, what are those? Why is the water moving like that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I, I, there's a lot near the end that I was just like, man, they glossed over this. And there's a lot of the beginning where they're like, they glossed over this. And there was chunks in the middle where I'm like, this is amazing. I want to see more of this. And we just didn't see it. So I don't know. It's the pacing was definitely my biggest problem. I wanted more of Alita being just a total BA kicking butt. Yes. Yes. Like that bar fight scene was great. That was great. But, so they, but, but they ended it too soon. Yeah. Well, and I do, I did love the idea of like, oh, and now we're going to smash through the floor and take it into the, like the, the, uh, the underworld down here. And then that didn't, you know, wasn't as long as I wanted it to be, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, which I feel like that one, he even makes a reference of like, and this is like, you know, miles or whatever, but you know, he connects to this tunnel and then to the lower tunnel and the lower tunnel, and then you arrive here. And I'm like, no, we're just literally just, like, just like right went, underneath. Just like went, went down. Like this yeah. is just one layer underneath. Like we didn't do any of that. <clears throat> um, so I do wonder if like, there's some stuff left on the cutting, you know, room floor with that. Um, Possibly. So yeah. uh, what I was saying earlier about the doctor and his motivations one of the biggest things that caught me off guard was how much he was against motorball in the mm-hmm. beginning, right? And he like yeah. wouldn't yeah, talk to. I don't understand why. Well, because the uh, his his daughter was killed by a motorball player. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, <laughs> well, and then he used to make you know he worked on the parts yeah. for the the players, mm-hmm. and he was he told his ex wife like I'm not going to build your monsters anymore, mm-hmm. and then he tells Alita. You don't need to be a part of that. And then all of a sudden, she just decides, I'm going to join Motorball. And the mm-hmm. next scene, we see him suiting her up. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, and then, but when we had that moment of <laughs> like, hey, I'm not going to. Um, I think where, where the turn happened on him was like whenever she l- lost uh, her first body. And he was like, oh, a battle, you know, someone who likes to battle needs a, a battler's body or whatever. Like, uh, whatever line that had. They just turned him around. They, they set that. up this whole like nurturing mentality with him of like, I can't let you go because you mean something to me. And then he just Mm -hmm. would randomly just be like, ah, never mind. Change his mind about it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like no explanation. It didn't didn't feel like that was, it didn't mean anything. Like where it's like, Oh, those you're trying to say how, how dangerous this is by his character saying that, but like, you don't really mean what you're saying. of like, I'm not going to deal with that. So man, I, again, I wish it was a Netflix series. Wish it was like, yeah. or anything like just a, a t- television show period. Very expensive television show. I'm sure. But, uh, but I wish it was, wish it was there. Yep. Are we ready to rate this thing? I'm ready. All right. Hit me with your ratings. I'm going to give this a six. Okay. Wow. It's pretty low for, that is for low. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go a little bit higher than that and say a seven. Yeah, I was because I, I enjoyed was, it a little bit more probably. I was thinking a seven, only because there was like there was parts of it that I was like, oh, that was cool. Yeah, like they did that. 
okay. Well, and Alita was so awesome that I like carried the movie for me. I'm like, I just forget all the other characters. Her character's awesome. So yeah. Um. But I also don't know that I'm ever going to watch it again. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I'm at. I'm just like, yeah. I think she was great, Makes but sense. like, I have no desire to watch this ever again. That's fine. So, so where are you putting it, Fultron? What is this? What does this weight you? You know what? I'm. I'm not going to do this meet in the middle crap. I'm going to make a decision. I'm, I'm going to go with a six as well. Mm. Awesome. All right. So we have all said our piece and reviewed this movie. Next week, uh, <coughs> is it Captain Marvel? Next week? That's the 10th? Yeah, I was going to say that, that's Captain not Marvel's, next week. Wait. Yeah, it is. That is next week, the 8th. The 8th? Oh. Yeah. So we will review Captain Marvel. And uh, I'm in. We'll, we'll I'm excited like, about the movie. I am. I'm really excited about this movie. So pumped. I, I'm excited about it. This is, not, this is how I feel about it. I'm excited about it. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I still just want to, like, I'm, I'm tired of, like, the we had Ant-Man in the past, now Captain Marvel in the past. Just, like, I just want to get to... Part two War. of uh, yes. the yeah. Avengers yeah. game. I do think that's, like, they've made this, like, this whole, like, weight type of a situation mm-hmm. with it where I do feel like these really solid movies uh-huh. people are not anticipating them as much <laughs> as they probably should or whatever right. like where it's like oh man Ant-Man was a good movie like Ant-Man 2 was a good movie Ant-Man of the Wasp was a good movie and then this one's I'm like I'm so amped about this yeah. movie I will say I'm more excited about Captain Marvel than Avengers but oh, I am man. like literally Avengers I'm just like oh, let's just tell me how it ends like tell me tell me how this this phase we close this chapter out whereas with Captain Marvel I'm like how are they gonna set this up how, how are we setting up a character going into the next phase yeah. so we'll see I mean we'll see if uh, Marvel can get out of this origin story slump I feel like they've been in and uh, actually uh, do something unique maybe I don't know we'll see yeah you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on twitter at chriswright250 and johnwright777 and at fultron84 and at stayintargetpod please go to your podcast service of choice review us tell your friends about us I don't even know. Did I say that right? Tell all your friends about us. We really mm-hmm. appreciate it. I think you said it right. You okay. said the same thing twice. Okay. <laughs> I, I misheard myself then. That's tell your really, enemies about us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, t- yeah, tell all your enemies. Yeah. I'm in for that too. <laughs> when you're doing fisticuffs, you're like, hey, you ever listen to Stay on Target? <laughs> Maybe it'll distract him long enough, you know, to, to get a good punch in, you know? <laughs> now come here so I can get you right in the kiss up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing! I kind of w- have you ever been in? I've never been in a fist fight. I kind of wish I would. Be, I could be in a fist fight. No, once. I. My dad would always because I would get teased in school, and my dad got teased a lot in school, and so he'd tell me things like, you know, you got to be able to defend yourself. Like somebody punches you, you got to be able to punch him back. And I would just be like, so your whole life uh, you've prepped for it. Yeah, your dude. Life, I always was like, like, you're always on the on ready. You're I always was, on high dude. alert. I would get like major anxiety about it. Just like as soon as somebody would like tease me or something, I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna have to punch this guy. <laughs> I don't know if day. I can do it. <laughs> I'm just waiting moment. for him to punch me so I can be like get mad enough to punch him back, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it never happened. Like that you <clears throat> so you're constantly no. sitting there waiting for the punch to come. I never and, even and got never in did. a fist fight with my brother and we fought all the time. <laughs> and I just I just knew that I'd get my butt whooped if I hit my brother, so Yeah. We never punch each other. Ever. Which is good. <clears throat> Which is good. Yeah, I uh, good. But I, but I would. I think one good punch, and I, not not to you. I mean, just uh, a fist a fist fight in general would be like. I I was in a fist fight once. Yeah, I mean, I feel you like know. you know, I, if you want to do that, like go for it. Like just 
next I don't time know, it you're needs to be like a safe environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like you know that. Hey, you know that it's all, all one cool. punch and it's over. Yeah, you know that type of thing. See, I I just want it to be like those like the uh, the old westerns like where like everybody would just fight and like one person would throw a punch and then everybody just like yeah. is <laughs> on the verge of a fist fight all the time. Well, it's, it's never even just, just waiting for the punch. match. Somebody leans back too far on the chair and they like fall into somebody. Yeah. Then they all start yeah. punching each other. Yeah, it knocks over somebody's drink or <laughs> yeah. something and it's like oh no, it's on now. <laughs> Somebody's going through the window. <laughs> Dude, I want to throw somebody through a window. That'd be amazing. That would Dude, be awesome. That, I, I mean, it would be amazing, but then like, ooh, no, no. Man, glass, ooh. ooh. No, I don't say I wanted to be thrown through a window. No, I'm just saying, even that, like, I mean, it's like, ooh, It could be sugar glass. And it could someone be else's sugar glass. glass I'm good with. It's someone you know? else's saloon. I don't even have to clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you just go, and I'll be back tomorrow. That's <laughs> it. Like... I'm thinking about like in the old west, like the, <gasps> the glass, like it would take a really long time to get those like windows replaced. Like yeah. you're, you know, you're talking about like boarding up those windows for like a good couple of months, <laughs> unless yeah. they just had like a constant flow. They gotta ship the ship the glass a, from San Francisco. <laughs> is this true. week's glass I mean, I never come out about yet? That. That's very true. It's got coming through on a horseback carriage or something. Can you like, imagine? Man. I mean, panes of glass and taking them across the prairie. <laughs> That's your job? Like, home. Oh, you get oh, there and you're like, well, well, Thomas, I got your panes of glass. Oh, crap. <laughs> I mean, I've got your shards of glass. Thomas, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. I mean, there are like, there are like, uh, I mean, people who would routinely get broken bones on, uh, stagecoach ride rides because they would bounce around so much. Yeah. How in the world are you getting glass over there? I don't know, man. It's real slow. They just have a servant that like sits on the top of the carriage and just like uses <laughs> yeah, his like, arms to like absorbers. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like would you, would you transport it horizontally or vertically? Like, would you stand it up and like risk like a hairpin crack that way? Where like, oh, it came down too hard. Or would you put it flat and like risk the entire surface area? At that point, like, becomes a point where it could break. I don't know, like, what do you do? What are the logistics like of this? I feel like it's all got to be small panes of glass, and you got to, like, wrap them in, like, yeah. blankets. And then, like, something. basically bring bring 20% more than you're actually yes. going to use. So that, yes. that the, the bottom, like, 20% is probably toast yeah. to begin with. Yeah. And uh, you get it out there. The you, <laughs> <laughs> you pull one out, it's broken. It's all right. The first 40, they'll be broken. But uh, but the 100 after that, we're good. <laughs> This has gone away off the rails. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's transported by train, though. Now it's what you're talking about, Chris. You oh, know? man, that actually Just, might be better. That might yeah, be maybe that's easier. what they did. Yeah, that's they did. <laughs> but that, at some that point, makes, it's got to hit a horseback. It makes back. way more sense than what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. At some point, though, somebody's got to carry it from the train track to a house or to, to like, the, you know, the, the saloon. Door-to-door so. -door glass salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy, I noticed your panes are broken. Did you need some new glass? <laughs> think about the uh, like crossing some of those rivers where you're like what are you what are you doing you know it's like oh my glass is floating away <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's it for this week we'll see you next time on stay, stay on, on target, target.